0: Hello and welcome to another week of Daf Shui, another weekly Daf. See, I've been away just for a week and I forgot the opening, but that's okay. Weekly Daf, Daf Shui, Daf Shui, weekly Daf. Give me 40 minutes or so and I'll give you a Daf or so, and it's every week or so. Sorry, last week just kind of caught up with me, you know. I'm, I'm fine, thank God, but I wasn't sick. I was just, you know, I was like, everything, it was like the, the, everything that's happening in the world and the Chagim. Yom Kippur, you know time. So sorry, this is uh, a week late, but we're back on track. We're back on track. So I hope everybody is, to the extent possible, enjoying Sukkot, enjoying perhaps their Sukkot. We have a very nice Sukkot outside in our side yard, built by the communications team and friends. And so... Uh, We've been enjoying the pleasures of outside dining in an outside, which is an inside, which is a whole other way of thinking about rishiot and domains and property, which we won't get to right now. But we're going to start on 42B, Membet Amudbet, the last three lines on the page in the pagination that was set and Published and popularized and printed by the widow and the brothers. reign. lo, these hundred and fifty years ago or so in Vilna. Okay, so this week we go back and we're doing something which is really fascinating. In the middle of Menbenamibet, in a conversation that came out of the Mishnah of whether or not Shutafim can have a can hold a Chazakah. One to the other, the Mishnah on the bottom of Mem Bet Amud Aleph. The Mishnah says that they can't, that they cannot have a chazaka. Shmuel says that they can have a chazaka. And it's based on the statement that he made, which says that partners can have a chazaka on each other and they can give testimony for each other, and they could become watchmen, paid bailies for each other, you know, being paid by each other to watch. Their, each other's property. So what's fascinating here, I know you're all at the on the edge of your seats, is that the Gemara now is going to use Shmuel as a Mishnah and building the next two sugyot off of this statement of Shmuel's. Right, we came out of Rava's casebook using Rava's casebook as the learning text, as opposed to the first Mishnah in the Parak of Chizkat And now we're moving to Shmuel's Mishnah as the casebook, as opposed to, not only as opposed to, but in opposition to our Mishnah, right? Because our Mishnah said that Shutafim cannot be machzik zeh And Shmuel says you can, even though today we're going to actually go into the second phrase of that, ume'idin zeh Okay, so let's get started. This is so exciting. May So, partners who own land together can testify for each other, right? What's the problem with that? Obviously, and the Gemara knows also. no How can they do that? They are they have a conflict of interest. They are nogea be Nogea Nogeya literally means the is a, a touch, right? But uh, what it means is there is a a a conflict of interest because whatever benefits one partner in the piece of land benefits the other partner so we already are suspicious about we are suspicious of the partner testifying for the other partner so the stam says so how could shmuel say that right so the stam ans- answers din udvarim cuz the one partner said to the other partner so so shmuel said to alison I have no interest in this field. Dinudvarim. Now it's interesting all the trying to point out now the question is whether or not that was considered a Hakna. Right? If Shmuel says to Allison, Dinudvarim I have no interest. Dinud. I have no interest in this field. Does that mean that he is being Makna? That he is giving the field to Allison? That's not clear. Right, and the Rishonim are not clear on that. And the Stam itself says, and if he wrote that, what difference does it make? If a person says to his friend, to his fellow, meaning the partners, say to each other. I have no claim on this field, I have nothing to do with it, and my hands are taken away from it. He didn't say anything, meaning it wasn't a Kenyan, right? That is not a Kenyan, just to say, I don't have any interest in the field. Could be, what does that mean, I don't have any interest in the field? It doesn't mean I'm giving it to you, I'm being mocking at to you. It means, you know what, the field is a boring field. That's all it is. It's a boring field. Did you ever do anything with the field? No. Does the field ever want to play with you? No. It's a boring field. So there are all kinds of ways in which it could be less than actual Kenyan. Okay. Hachamayas So Sam comes back and says, What are actually we talking about here? Kishikano miado." It's not just that he says, They don't have nothing to do with it, but rather he bought it from him. He acquired it from him. And, and the Rishonim asks, Why doesn't he say he gave it to him as a present? Right. Why does it have to be? He he bought it. He he, he sold it to him. Why couldn't he get say he, he uh, gave it to him as a present? So the Rishonim actually answer um, the Rimagash and others actually answer because it's it, this is just the way that the Gemara does it. It's it, it's in a certain way it's cleaner, but this is just the way the Gemara usually does it. The Gemara's interest is interested more in Kenyan than Matana, even though Kenyan and Matana in and, and various in various different places in Shas come together and have similar Okay. So even if, even if Allison bought it from Shmuel, or even if Allison bought it from Shmuel, what difference is it? Make? What do we care? Shmuel can still set it up before his creditors. Because Ravin or Rava Bar Shmuel, Shmuel's son, said in the name of Shmuel, If somebody sells, if one person sells a field to their friend without Achrayut, without, and Achrayut an is an important, is a very, very important concept. So when one person lends money to another person, so the, the debtor, the person who borrowed the money, his not only is he obligated to pay the money back, but his assets are under lien to that money unless he specifically says, and the creditor specifically agrees, that his assets un- are not under lien for that money. So in other words, Levy lends Shifra $500. Levi then doesn't have any money to pay Shifra back, but Levi has a front yard. Shifra can collect from the front yard. Shifra can sell off Levi's front yard or can just keep getting the rose bushes from the front yard. Okay, so now back to the the statement of Shmuel's statement. If a person sells a field to their fellow without achrayut, without the ability to put it under lien for a loan. You still can't testify about it because the field still exists for his creditors. So even, you don't have to say explicitly, right, that's what he's saying. You don't have to say explicitly, this field will also serve as a lien for my loans. Or you don't say anything. So he can't, the person who sold the field, can't still can't testify for the other guy about the field that the field really was his or whatever because the seller still wants that field to be able to be claimed by the seller's creditors, right? Again, Dina lent money to Levy. Levy sold the field to Shifra. Dina now comes, to Levy and says, give me back my money. Levy says, I don't have any money. Dina can now go to Shifra and What? get to sue Shifra for the money because that money, when when the loan was made, Levy still had that field. So therefore, the field was under lien to Dina. And even though it was sold to Shifra, that's still a possibility for Dina to sue Shifra to get her money back. Now, so the, the re, why would Levy want that field to stay with Shifra so that Dina could get her money back from Shifra? Even though, you know, if... Shifra probably asked Levy, are there any liens on the field? And Levy probably said no, could have said no. But still, Levy is interested in not being, uh, not defaulting on a loan because that, there's a puzzle that says that that's a person who defaults on a loan is Rasha. So the Rishonim said that, and actually the Gemara and, and Memhe and Tudath, and Tudath, that a person is more wary about being about being considered an evil person or a chef for not paying back his loans than he is for lying for for swearing falsely when he or lying when when he sold the field. Okay, so this is what uh, Shmuel says. Somebody sells the field without achrayut, without responsibility for paying back. Right. In other words, achrayut here would mean right. So. If he sells it without saying, and if my uh, creditors come and claim the money from you, I'll pay back for you. So that person can't testify about the field because he wants that field to be there so that the creditors could get the money from the field. And he won't be considered as a rasha, even though it'll cause the person he sold the field to to lose money. Okay, hachamayas kinan, the kabila le'achreed. So what are we talking about here? We're actually talking about a question, a case where he accepted upon himself a so then the question is: So achrayut So if he accepted upon himself achrayut, so therefore uh, it should be no It's it's not no edut, because then he he'll be honest about it because uh, it doesn't make a difference to him. Whether well, not he keeps the field, he's going to have to pay in either event. He's going to end up having to pay the loan. So then the gemara says achrayut deman. So what kind of, what kind of responsibility for, for loans are we talking about? What kind of putting underlinger are we talking about? If you're talking about which is facing the world, meaning when Levi sells a field to Shifra, if he, if Levi accepts the fact that if anybody comes and challenges Shifra on the ownership of the field and wins, then Levi will pay it back. So... So it's obvious in that case that it's it's good for him, that it's okay for him uh, to to testify, right? See, so he wants the field then to stay. You know, it's it's good for him, he wants the field to stay in the hands of Shifra. Otherwise, he has to pay Shifra, he has to reimburse Shifra. So he is obviously Nugea Beidut. It is as a conflict of interest. So rather, no, we're talking about responsibility that comes from his own debtors. Right, from his own creditors so it's it's Levy's creditors that we're worried about and that when lady says I will take responsibility for uh, if my creditor meaning right Dina comes to Shifra and sues Shifra for for the field and gets the field then I will pay her back so that's so that's that's part one right so so, therefore, if Levy says that I will repay you, Shifra, if Dina comes and, and and sues you for the land because I didn't repay the loan to Dina. So, then Levy is allowed to testify in the case of Shifra because, right, and Levy and Shifra were originally partners. Why is Levy allowed to test testify in the case of Shifra? Because Levy doesn't care. He's going to eventually have to pay Dina back anyway. So it's not a conflict of interest whether or not the land stays with Shifra. Okay. Because he has a on his own personal creditors. So now, the Gumar asks another question. Is it true that he can take himself away from it? Can he, can he declare, can a person declare, I have nothing to do with this? we have a breita. so we have a brighta which tells us that if people of the city from whom a Torah scroll their Torah scroll was stolen and then they see the guy they can that guy cannot be judged by the judges of that city and people in that city cannot testify against him V'imita and, or actually the, the or v'amai is just imita, means if the case is as we just said that a person can be misali, the person can take himself out of the case, and but or v'amai is and why? Lis Two people should just take themselves away from the sefer Torah, take themselves having nothing to do with the sefer Torah. They say, you know. And we have no, no we have no investment in Sefer Torah, we have no connection to Sefer Torah and then they should judge it Shani Sefer Torah So this is an interesting understanding of a connection or a chazakah or some type of ownership of a community of a Sefer Torah because it says that Sefer Torah is different because the whole point of a Sefer Torah is to hear the Torah right? the point of a Sefer Torah is not to own the Sefer Torah, right, lots of Shul's nowadays have 40, 50 Sifrit Torah. They have collections of Sifrit Torah. But the point of Sifrit Torah is not to have a collection of Sifrit Torah, but rather the point of Sifrit Torah is to hear, to hear Sifrit Torah, to hear every week the, the Parshat shavua. And so therefore, they can't take themselves away because they also have to hear Parshat shavua. Okay. Tashma. So now, following upon this last point, Haomer we have a brayta, and it says in the bright it says that if a person says, "Give money to my people of my city," right? He says to his fellow, he says to his guy, "Give a hundred dinar a maneh to the citizens of my city." So, so. Then he defaults on his pledge, so he cannot be judged with the judges of that city. May in and he cannot, and people in that city can not testify against him that he didn't pay the pledge. Am I? Why? So if the what we said before was true—that a person can take himself away—so that should be also the case that people take take themselves out of the situation. And they can so say, "I will have no hanah from that money. I will have no ana, I will have no benefit from that money." And then those people will be able to, to judge. <laughs> so the, the the stam answers, "No, you know what? That money we're talking about is also talking about a Torah scroll. Also talking about a Torah scroll. All right? To be perfectly honest, it's got a little weak argument there." Little bit of a weak argument, but whatever. We do it again, because it's so great. Tashma, coming here. it's new iri. If somebody says, give a hundred dinar, give a manet to the poor people in my city. Ein danin otair. Do not, you can't, and then the person doesn't give the money. So you can't judge the person with the judges of that city. raya man And you can't use people in that city as witnesses in this case and what is it? What's what's the what's the logic behind that? shakli because poor people are getting benefit; they're taking literally the money. So therefore, you're going to invalidate the judges. What's what's the connection? Ella ema rather say Rather say that you can't judge with the judges, with the poor judges of that city, and you can't bring, bring as witnesses poor people from that city. Okay. And why? Two people should just say, even two of the poor judges, and, or three of the poor judges, two of the poor witnesses, say, we're not going to have any benefit from that money, and we're going we're gonna to recuse ourselves, and then they could judge. This is also talking about a Sefer Torah. All right, now even the Stam is a little bit miffed. So why do they call them poor people if it's talking about a Sefer Torah? Because everybody is considered poor in regards to a Sefer Torah. In other words, if they don't have a Sefer Torah, then they are considered poor. And it's a radical idea. Maybe it's actually what it says, that it's actual poor people. And it's actually talking about poor people, that it is the responsibility of the judges and the people of town to support them. In what case are we talking about? So is it a certain assessed amount that each person has to pay? So if that is true, so let's return the money to to the people, that which they were assessed, and then they can judge. They have no shakas wife, because what's the thing? If the guy says, give a money to my town, and it's a town in which everybody is obligated to support the poor, and he doesn't give his money, everybody else has to pay more. right. So let's not do this. Let's take, let's let, take two people out of the Cheshvin, two people out of the, this cycle of supporting the poor, and they will, will judge. And so at, actually, what are we talking about here? Delachai, so we're not talking about a, a set amount. So therefore, if it's not a set amount, so then it's actually, that's why it's a problem. Right? Because if it's not a set amount, then you know you just have to ultimately support the poor people, the poor person, and there's still no gay beidu. Or you could say we're talking about a place where they are assessed a specific amount, but it will be beneficial to testify because they're going to make more money they're going to get more money and in any event they're going to get more money there's going to be more money there this week's podcast is brought to you by job and friends group therapy are you feeling down sad does it feel like your life is going nowhere well come to job and friends and after your first hour of group therapy you will realize that your life could be so much worse now job and friends have locations in both sura and pumpadita and for listeners of this podcast, if you mention Daf Shui, you get a 20% discount off your first session. Joven friends, because your life could be so much worse. Okay, now here we have an interesting question. So, as uh, David Livni Weiss points out in Makarot these two manel of ne'iri. It seems problematic that you have two bright which are exactly the same, and they're brought one after the other. Now, it could be that they were originally in different places. And they just then, at a certain point, the editor just modularly put them in one after the other here. So we ended up with kind of a redundant or repetitive suya. But it's fascinating. In Bababatra, in the Tosefta, Bababatra uh Tosefta 9, if you're following along in the Lieberman's Tosefta, it's page 161. The following is the girsa. Tayem dinar iri ein Danin ve ein raya meanche o, meanche o Person says, Give two hundred dinar to the people of my city, and, and then he defaults on, on his promise. You cannot judge him with judges from that city, and you can't use as witnesses people from that city. Now pay attention. La iri Danin Mevin if you're talking about the poor people in the city, then you can judge with judges from the city, and you can also bring witnesses from the city. Now, Lieberman, as as Halimni points out, Lieberman doesn't point out the fact that I that this both contradicts the Bavli, nor in the apparatus does it seem that there are different Girsaut of the Tosefta. Right? Nor are there different Girsaut here in the of the Bavli. Okay, so so so. Now the India the, the other part that it seems that we the gersa in the Tosefta is not just a Mishihata kumus as they say is not just a a scribal error because it's the that uh, piece in the Tosefta is set up as a parallel and as a an opposition right and then the second half is and the first half is Danin Bedaine and the second half is Danin Bedaine So that's obviously set up to be the same thing, to be in opposition. Um and so there that takes away the whole the whole question, because if the the says, So then there's no question, Anim then the answer to that is no, actually the poor people take, and you're allowed to use the dainim, right? So the whole second half of the of that sugya doesn't exist. So it could be one of those cases, which is that we have these cases that are in the Bavli that are called sugyota tafuhot, where you have a tradition, something attributed to an, an Amara, which is opposite in two, in two different places, and it can't also there be a, a scribal error because you need the statement as it is for the argument in two different places. Here, we have two traditions, Opposite each other, and you need each one in its place to do what it is doing in its place. So fascinating. Right? So um Halivni says that the got a bad girsa. Could be. Could be. Who knows? It's probably past time when they could return it. So it's okay. Now we're moving on to the next piece in Shmuel. Right? This is back in Shmuel's statement where Shmuel says. Partners can have a chazakah on each other. They can testify for each other, and they can become paid bailies. Right? That's a sensinoism. Nobody knows what a paid Bailey is, but a paid Bailey is somebody who is paid to watch your stuff. That's why it's a shomer. Right? So they, a shomer sachar, somebody is, when you're sitting in you're sitting in Starbucks getting up to go to the bathroom. It's really busy. You turn to the guy sitting next to you or the woman sitting next to you in the old days when people used to sit next to each other and you say, here, here's $5. Could you watch my computer? So a whole bunch of responsibilities accrue to that long so you in Bava which we're not going to get into now, but we are going to do a little bit here, no, right? We're going to do the same thing we did in the first part of it. We're going to learn, we're going to study Shmuel's statement as if it is the Mishnah. Or Why? It's not Shmuel Sachar, it's not like a paid baili, it's actually the, the owners who are doing the watching. So he says, No, because even though they are partners in the field that they are watching, one says, the other, you guard today and I'll guard tomorrow. So one day, one guy is the guard and the other guy is the owner and the other day, the other guy is the guard and the other guy is the owner. So therefore, it's okay. That's what it is. So it's not a problem. So, Rabbanan, the Gemara goes on. Machar <laughs> So, if somebody sells somebody else a house or a field, he can't testify about it because he still has responsibility for any liens that are on that field. So, therefore, he's no geabedit. Like you said before, he has a a conflict of interest. So, if he sells him a cow, if he sells him a a garment, talit in and Mishnah means just a garment. So he can testify about him because he does not have any liability to it. So now we're going to go back and say, but w- 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 one minute, we just said before, Shmuel said before, so why before could Shmuel say that you are, that Shutafin are made on each other and here, ain't made of love. So what difference is, it? why is it different? Why is the halacha different? Amarav Shesha, Reisha, B'Reuven Shegazal Sadeh Umachra Levi, Va'ata Yehuda The earlier case was about Reuven, who stole a field from Shimon. He stole Shimon's field. And he sold that field to Levi. Okay, so now Levi has Shimon's field because Levi bought it from Reuven, but Reuven stole it from Shimon. The become our, and then Yehuda came and challenged Levi's ownership of that field. Okay? One more time. Shimon owned the field. He was very happy with the field. It was a nice field. He'd go out every day and say, oh, look, a field. In the middle of the night, Reuben comes and steals his field. What does that mean? He, like, you know, he sets up shop. He starts uh, working the field. Whatever it is that you do to steal a field. He didn't move it anyplace. He stole the field. Set up a fence around it. Next day, Shimon comes. He has... These big guys around the field, they say, go away, Shimon, it's not your field anymore, it's Ruvain's field. Then, Ruvain sells that very field to Levy. Levy likes the field. It's a nice field. Levy's plowing. Yehuda comes along to Levy and says, my boy, Baha'i what are you doing on my field? Yehuda comes along and challenges Levi's ownership. So now, what happens? So now we don't want Shimon to be able to testify for Levi because it is it would be good for, he has a conflict of interest, it would be better for him for it to go, for it to return. Because if he testifies and says, no, it really is Levi's, then how is he going to he, meaning Shimon, going to get back his field. How is he going to get it out of Levi? Because he already just gave testimony that the field belongs to Levi. de because he said, I know that this field is not Yehuda's. de kamafik Levi And with the same merit that it was that I can it was taken away from Levi, it should be taken away from Yehuda. Because he says, actually, no, it's better for me with Levi than it is with Ruven, who stole the field from me. So therefore, I am okay with trying to get it away from Levi and not get it away from Reuven. Or maybe could go into it, or it could be the fact that there are both of them have witnesses. So therefore Ara So in a case where both of them have equal witnesses, and we saw this before, remember we saw this earlier. Right? And then the, you don't there's nothing to do. So there they said, call Here, Ara And so in the case where they both have witnesses, the sages say the land should stay where it is. Okay. And there we go, we finished an exact off this time. We're in the middle, but it's kind of a pause. So we're going to finish here. Very good. We're going to continue next week. We're going to continue on in Shimon. I mean, that's what's kind of amazing. We're learning Shimon like Shimon is Mishnah. Kumar gave a took a left turn and decided to talk about Ahreut and contracts and loans, which is a little bit different than what we were talking about before. But now it seems that we're getting back to, to more well-known territory. All right, well, it's been a pleasure. I am Aryeh Cohen. You can follow me on Irmiklat, Ir I-R-M-I-K-L-A-T, Irmiklat on Twitter. I want to thank my amazing Chabruta, Charlotte van Robert. I want to thank my amazing producer, Eli Unger-Sargon. Remember to check out his podcast, uh, for Cubits. And of course, as always, thanks to our communications team, Shachar Khan Hodas, who came up with the great logo for Shui, and also built the sucker with friend. okay uh, it's been a pleasure if you enjoyed this as much as I did please give me a rating on the Apple podcast page please tell your friends about it and bring them along for next week so that the sound of Taro will ring out across the land and lest I forget for comments, criticisms, and witticisms, the email address is thewidowandthebrothers at gmail.com, and I'll put that up on the uh, pithy description of this week's podcast on the podcast page. Mo'adim lesimcha and Chag Sameach. Let's hope that we get out of this Chag and we are yeah, a little more redeemed. A little more redeemed, that's all I'm asking. Just a little more redeemed.